Welcome to the Path to Inspiration podcast, daily content to remind you to inspire and be inspired. And this podcast is hosted by the founder of Path to Inspiration, Sebastian Grinko. Chapter 1, Law and Its Operation The world and all within it is man's conditioned consciousness objectified. Consciousness is the cause as well as the substance of the entire world. So it is to consciousness that we must turn if we would discover the secret of creation. Knowledge of the law of consciousness and the method of operating this law will enable you to accomplish all you desire in life. Armed with a working knowledge of this law, you can build and maintain an ideal world. Consciousness is the one and only reality, not figuratively, but actually. This reality may, for the sake of clarity, be likened unto a stream which is divided into two parts, the conscious and the subconscious. In order to intelligently operate the law of consciousness, it is necessary to understand the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious. The conscious is impersonal and selective. The subconscious is impersonal and non-selective. The conscious is the realm of effect. The subconscious is the realm of cause. These two aspects are the male and female divisions of consciousness. The conscious is male, the subconscious is female. The conscious generates ideas and impresses these ideas on the subconscious. The subconscious receives ideas and gives form and expression to them. By this law, first conceiving an idea and then impressing the idea conceived on the subconscious. All things evolve out of consciousness. And without this sequence, there is not anything made that is made. The conscious impresses the subconscious, while the subconscious expresses all that is expressed upon it. The subconscious does not originate ideas, but accepts as true those which the conscious mind feels to be true and, in a way known only to itself, objectifies the accepted ideas. Therefore, through his power to imagine and feel and his freedom to choose the idea he will entertain, man has control over creation. Control of the subconscious is accomplished through control of your ideas and feelings. The mechanism of creation is hidden in the very depth of the subconscious, the female aspect or womb of creation. The subconscious transcends reason and is independent of induction. It contemplates a feeling as a fact existing within itself and on this assumption proceeds to give expression to it. The creative process begins with an idea and its cycle runs its course as a feeling and ends in a volition to act. Ideas are impressed on the subconscious through the medium of feeling. No idea can be impressed on the subconscious until it is felt. But once felt, be it good, bad or indifferent, it must be expressed. 
Feeling is the one and only medium through which ideas are conveyed to the subconscious. Therefore, the man who does not control his feeling may easily impress the subconscious with undesirable states. By control of feeling is not meant restraint or suppression of your feeling, but rather the disciplining of self to imagine and entertain only such feeling as contributes to your happiness. Control of your feeling is all important to a full and happy life. Never entertain an undesirable feeling, nor think sympathetically about wrong in any shape or form. Do not dwell on the imperfection of yourself or others. To do so is to impress the subconscious with these limitations. What you do not want done unto you, do not feel that it is done unto you or another. This is the whole law of a full and happy life. Everything else is commentary. Every feeling makes a subconscious impression and unless it is counteracted by a more powerful feeling of an opposite nature, it must be expressed. The dominant of two feelings is the one expressed. I am healthy is a stronger feeling and I will be healthy. To feel I will be is to confess I am not. I am is stronger than I am not. What you feel you are always dominates what you feel you would like to be. Therefore, to be realized, the wish must be felt as a state that is rather than a state that is not. Sensation precedes manifestation and is the foundation upon which all manifestation rests. Be careful of your moods and feelings, for there is an unbroken connection between your feelings and your visible world. Your body is an emotional filter and bears the unmistakable marks of your prevalent emotions. Emotional disturbance, especially suppressed emotions, are the cause of all disease. To feel intensely about a wrong without voicing or expressing that feeling is the beginning of disease. This is in both body and environment. Do not entertain the feeling of regret or failure for frustration or detachment from your objective results in disease. Think feelingly only of the state you desire to realize. Feeling the reality of the state sought and living and acting on that conviction is the way of all seeming miracles. All changes of expressions are brought about through a change of feeling. A change of feeling is a change of destiny. All creation occurs in the domain of the subconscious. What you must acquire then is a reflective control of the operation of the subconscious. That is, control of your ideas and feelings. Chance or accident is not responsible for the things that happen to you. Nor is it predestined fate the author of your fortune or misfortune. Your subconscious impressions determine the conditions of your world. The subconscious is not selective, it is impersonal and no respecter of persons. Acts 10.34, Romans 2.11 The subconscious is not concerned with the truth or falsity of your feeling. It always accepts as true that which you feel to be true. Feeling is the assent of the subconscious to the truth of that which is declared to be true. Because of this quality of the subconscious, there is nothing impossible to men. 
feeling is the ascent of the subconscious to the truth of that which is declared to be true. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and feel as true, the subconscious can and must objectify. Your feelings create the pattern from which your world is fashioned, and a change of feeling is a change of pattern. The subconscious never fails to express that which has been impressed upon it. The moment it receives an impression, it begins to work out the ways of its expression. It accepts the feeling impressed upon it, your feeling as a fact existing within itself and immediately sets about to produce in the outer or objective world the exact likeness of that feeling. The subconscious never alters the accepted beliefs of man. It outpictures them to the last detail whether or not they are beneficial. To impress the subconscious with the desirable state, you must assume the feeling that would be yours had you already realized your wish. In defining your objective, you must be concerned only with the objective itself. The manner of expression or the difficulties involved are not to be considered by you. To think feelingly on any state impresses it on the subconscious. Therefore, if you dwell on difficulties, barriers or delay, the subconscious by its very non-selective nature accepts the feeling of difficulties and obstacles as you request and proceed to produce them in your outer world. The subconscious is the womb of creation. It receives the idea unto itself through the feelings of man. It never changes the idea received, but always gives it form. Hence, the subconscious outpictures the idea in the image and likeness of the feeling received. To feel a state as hopeless or impossible is to impress the subconscious with the idea of failure. Although the subconscious faithfully serves man, it must not be inferred that the relation is that of a servant to a master as was anciently conceived. The ancient prophets called it the slave and servant of man. Saint Paul personified it as a woman and said the woman should be subject to man in everything. Ephesians 5.24 Also 1 Corinthians 14.34 Ephesians 5.22 Colossians 3.18 1 Peter 3.1 The subconscious does serve man and faithfully gives form to his feelings. However, the subconscious has a distinct distaste for compulsion and response to persuasion rather than to command. Consequently, it resembles the beloved wife more than the servant. The husband is head of the wife, Ephesians 5.22. May not be true of man and woman in their earthly relationship, but it is true of the conscious and the subconscious, or the female and male aspects of consciousness. The mystery to which Paul referred when he wrote, This is a great mystery, 5.32, He that loveth his wife loveth himself, 5.28, And they too shall be one flesh, 5.31, is simply the mystery of consciousness. Consciousness is really one and undivided, but for creation's sake, it appears to be divided into two. The conscious objective or male aspect truly is the head and dominates the subconscious, subjective or female aspect. However, this leadership is not that of the tyrant but of the lover. 
So, by assuming the feeling that would be yours were you already in possession of your objective, the subconscious is moved to build the exact likeness of your subconscious and assumption. Your desires are not subconsciously accepted until you assume the feeling of their reality. For only true feeling is an idea subconsciously accepted and only through this subconscious acceptance is it ever expressed. It is easier to ascribe your feeling to events in the world than to admit that the conditions of the world reflect your feeling. However, it is eternally true that the outside mirrors the inside. As within, so without. As above, so below. As below, so above. As within, so without. As without, so within. Correspondence, the second of the seven principles of Hermes Chumigidus. A man can receive nothing unless it is given from heaven. John 3.37 And the kingdom of heaven is within you. Luke 17.21 Nothing comes from without, all things come from within, from the subconscious. It is impossible for you to see other than the contents of your subconscious and your consciousness. Your world in its very detail is your consciousness objectified. Objective states bear witness of subconscious impressions. A change of impression results in a change of expression. The subconscious accepts as true that which you feel as true. And because creation is the result of subconscious impressions, you, by your feeling, determine creation. You are already that which you want to be, and your refusal to believe this is the only reason you do not see. To seek on the outside for that which you do not feel you are is to seek in vain. For we never find that which we want, we find only that which we are. In short, you express and have only that which you are conscious of being or possessing. To him that hath it is given. Matthew 13, 12, 25, 29, Mark 4, 25, Luke 8, 18, 19, 26. Denying the evidence of the senses and appropriating the feeling of the wish fulfilled is the way to the realization of your desire. Mastery of self-control of your thoughts and feelings is your highest achievement. However, until perfect self-control is attained so that in spite of your appearances you feel all that you want to feel, you sleep and prayer to aid you in realizing your desired states. These are the two gateways into the subconscious. End of this chapter. This is a very important chapter and a very, very good introduction when it comes to how we deal with our desires. When we have a desire, we need to understand there is the conscious mind and the subconscious. When this desire translates as an affirmation that you tell to yourself that I will be healthy, I will be wealthy. If that is your desire for the future, but you affirm it in the future, as Neville Goddard said, when you say I'll be healthy, you are saying that you are not healthy now. And you don't appropriate the feeling of the wish fulfilled, which is you being healthy right now. So you have to move into your imagination and place the wish fulfilled in the imagination. So instead of thinking, I will not, sorry, I will be healthy, which means that you are not healthy right now, you tell yourself, I am healthy. 
you go into the imagination and tell yourself, I am healthy and feel the feeling of the wish fulfilled. You feel the thoughts, the emotions, the moods of being healthy right now. And therefore, you impress the subconscious mind with the seed of healthiness. And this seed of healthiness, in the reality you see with your eyes, will translate as you going with this bridge of incidents from the moment you plant the seed until you reach that level of being healthy, wealthy, with the lover you seek, etc., etc. So when you use your conscious mind to deliberately forsake the things unwanted and only dwell upon the things that are aligned with your wish fulfilled, your subconscious has no other child, no other choice, sorry, to objectify your reality. Your consciousness is objectified reality. So when you use your conscious mind in the proper way, which means you deliberately choose to use the law in your favor, you let go of things unwanted, which means you have a very strict mental diet. And you decide what you're going to focus on, where you're going to place your awareness upon, and what your awareness will let go of which again are the things unwanted so for example if you affirm i am healthy or let's take another example i am wealthy but right now in your reality your senses deny it because you have bills to pay you are lacking money you have credits etc etc you have debts maybe you are struggling financially that's your reality in your 3d life the one you see the one is tangible but your imagination those problems do not exist so when you go into your imagination with prayer and sleep and or sleep those are the two next chapters that we'll talk about in another video another audio when you go into your imagination and affirm i am wealthy you forsake the reality and you go into the subconscious subconscious imagination understanding that your imagination what you deliberately focus on is more prevalent than what you see with your eyes why because everything starts from inside what you see right now is just the product and the translation of what you have imagined deliberately or not before in your imagination as Neville Goddard said it's just consciousness objectified so it does not matter so much what you see good or bad or anything in between because this is just the product of what you have imagined and I repeat myself again deliberately or not before so once you understand this and once you take over control deliberately of what you imagine what you will see in the future, what you see right now, does not matter because you know you have the power to imagine something different. And you have to keep on practicing it so you understand that you are truly, as Neville Goddard said, the God of your own reality and you have total control of what you imagine and therefore what will be translated in the reality you see with your senses, with your eyes and the rest of your senses. That's what I mean.
As Abraham Hicks said, do not put too much credence on what you see and hear and smell. Whatever your sense tell you, do not put too much credence upon it because it does not matter. What you have to do first and foremost, actually first and that's it, you only have to focus on imagining intensely and vividly the wish fulfilled until it feels natural, until it feels neutral, until that desire, and desire means only to lack something. So until this desire is much less intense and something in you will tell you not even to affirm, to script, to visualize anymore. It will not tell you, but you won't feel the need to it because you have planted the seed correctly. Now, it doesn't hurt to keep on doing the techniques, obviously. But do them just for fun. Even if it's a routine, I do it all the time. And don't ask your question, don't ask this question to yourself. Did I plant the seed correctly? Every time you do a technique, every time you're on your mental diet, you assume that you are doing it correctly. Because by assuming you do it correctly, you will do it correctly. By assuming you have not done it properly, you will have not done properly. It works in every which way. So always assume that things are working out to your highest benefit. That your mind is impressed by what you want and you are doing a really good job at forsaking the unwholesome and the unwanted and the misaligned. Things that you definitely don't want to see translated in your 3D reality. So that's that. Also, a lot of people think that the feeling is something that you have to feel in a sense of what we have been taught to feel. Let me explain myself. Whenever God talks about feeling is the secret, we think that we have to be positive, that we have to be joyful, we have to be ecstatic. Try it. You will see that more often than not, you won't feel joyful, rapture, etc. You might, but not all the time. But it doesn't matter. The feeling of the wish fulfilled is not necessarily something related to joy, rapture. It can be. And if you can't do it, good for you. But even if you can't, it doesn't matter. The feeling of the wish fulfilled is the feeling the conviction, this calm confidence that you have what you desire right now. However it translates to you, generally speaking, it comes as something quite neutral, quite calm and a confidence. Let's say right now, if you had fear about not getting what you want, for whatever reason, and you successfully because of affirmation, scripting, or visualization, felt the complete opposite, that you already have the wish fulfilled. That is the feeling. That is that calm conviction, that calm confidence. You would open your eyes, you would stop scripting, you would stop affirming, go about your life with this calm confidence. You would have let go and forsaken that fear for the conviction that you already are in possession of what you seek. That is the feeling. 
Thank you for listening. This was the Path to Inspiration podcast. For more information, go to pathtoinspiration.com for more content or sebgrinko.com for coaching.